I want to know what other crimes can send you to lesbian prison. <laughs> what are you in here for? Ugh, uh, I fucking shed on Carol on a podcast. <laughs> okay. I got 40 years. Tequila's dangerous. The one time that a man has ended up in my room <gasps> was when I got drunk off tequila. Oh, no. And it was like, it was in college, and I remember just like, we were in my room, and I was just like, how did we get here? I fucked up so bad. I fucked up so bad. <laughs> this is not right, yeah. I had so much tequila, I forgot I was gay. That's so funny. When I have tequila, I just I tend to get more gay. <laughs> See? I, feel, I find Maybe I'm... when you get tequila, you just are more attracted to men. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Say hi, Josh. <laughs> All right, we got. Okay, that's the only time you're allowed to talk. <laughs> we should, should probably we start? start the show. Yeah, we should start. Uh, hey guys. Hey. It's Zach and Haley with We're, We're Not, Not together. together. Season two, we finally got it. Finally did it. Well, I guess we can end the show now. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we're back with season two. Um, Haley, and we're, you're, yeah. You're so far away. I, I, I miss you. It's so weird. And we're sitting on actual couches and I not know. the floor anymore. Yeah. So um, if you guys listen to, which we hope so, like we listen to any of season one, that was all recorded at Haley's uh, in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And we've been, from all of it, about two or three feet apart for yeah. all of it. Now there's a whole table. There's We got yeah. production value, girl. We do. There's like <laughs> nice soft lighting in here. Oh, it's, um, it's, it's wonderful. You look amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Um, <laughs> you look okay too. <laughs> oh. Um, okay. But yeah, so uh, <laughs> we we kind of started season one kind of recording it on our own. Mm-hmm. And then we got um, picked up by our, uh, what I like to call our pod daddies, mm-hmm. um, Reverie, who's been amazing. Oh, yeah. And um, now we're finally able to record like in the in Reverie studio. studio. So we're here. We're um, queer. <laughs> get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we have, uh, as always, we have a special guest on. A straight of the week. A straight of the week. And uh, today we have Clark Wolf. Yes. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, Clark is an actress, a host, an all-around nerd, and uh, she has her own podcast. I do. Mm-hmm. I do indeed. It is a movie podcast, a movie like discussion podcast. It's called Sending the Wolf. Mm-hmm. And um, the basic premise is that any the guest picks any movie off of any AFI list. So it doesn't have to be the 100 best. It can be heroes and villains. It can be scores. It could be comedy. It could be thrills. It just anything and uh, and we talk about it and then at the end of the show they pick a movie that's not on the list and we talk about that but oh I I and it's a surprise to me the movie that they're choosing so like for the uh for their edition I know the main topic you know the main movie but then not at the, the surprise end movie. exactly oh, not, I was about that, to ask. Yeah, yeah that one's a surprise it's almost similar to this format in a way yeah sure. like we kind of have a we have like a we, little bit of a topic that we're doing we're and then at the, the end theme, yeah we get a surprise question yes uh-huh. so it's, it's kind of fun to do it that way, you know, because it, it keeps it fresh. It keeps yeah. it. It adds a bit of yes, uh, spontaneity that you can't plan for. Mm-hmm. You exactly, know? and great. and also I find too that the movies are usually the gateway into the conversation, but it's the conversation often, um, you know, 
uh, gets more into the personal or experiences or upbringing. Oh, yeah, yeah or we're going to meander For yeah, sure. exactly. quite a bit. We, this so, might as well be called Tangent the Podcast. <laughs> we've, <laughs> got, we've got a map, but we're going to off-road this shit. But that's <laughs> For good. Sure. Like, yeah. I like that. I, I like that. I listen to a lot of podcasts, mm-hmm. too. I love mm. podcasts. And um, and so I find I like that. I like when it's right. like, you know, you know where you can always come back to. Yeah. But, at, but you know, you, you like to see where it goes. You're going to get lost along the way. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. about the journey. It is about yeah. the journey. And the friends we made along the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Turns out the real adventure was the podcast inside <laughs> us all along. Um, what did we learn last season, Haley? Like, what what are we going to bring into season two? Um, I think we learned that the straights are a lot worse off than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> they need our and help. They really do. They they need our. They still need our help. Babies. So um, that's why we got to keep going. I I learned that I mispronounce words all the time. <laughs> In uh, an endearing way, roller no. snakes was one of my roller favorites. Snakes roller was adorable. snakes, yeah. Um, but so today we kind of, since we um, have Clark on, and we, mm-hmm. you know, you are. Do you consider yourself? You obviously you're a movie buff. I am. Um, I'm a fi- I'm a fan, and I play movie fan. trivia. At the very least, your film like swole. I, I would say that. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> um, so we want to talk today. We want kind of wanted to combine what we both do. Um, so we kind of want to talk about uh, queers in movies, yeah. gays and lesbians in movies. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, your experience with uh, queer film? Or do you have a favorite? Well, actually, uh, so I was a women's studies minor in college. So I was a film major and a women's studies minor. And um, my favorite teacher that taught in the women's studies department was a woman named Julie Kubala. I believe she's a doctor now, do- Dr. Kubala, um, still teaching at Georgia State, I believe. Um, but she was a wonderful, brilliant queer woman. Mm. And so there was a lot of queer theory that made its way into our cur- curriculum. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, one of the things that I loved, I went to Georgia, I graduated from Georgia State University. And one of the things that I loved about that school was that with our academics, we were a we had so many teachers that were very cool about like as long as you're fitting within general criteria write about whatever you want study whatever you want just as long as it kind of fits what we're talking about and so as a result I was able to um to do two things that was very that was very cool to me. I was able to examine um, genre theory because horror is like my passion. Horror mm-hmm. and sci-fi, and mm-hmm. oftentimes horror and science fiction and fantasy to some extent are allegory for society. Mm-hmm. What we're afraid of, what our dreams are, what we aspire to, um, the darkness that lurks within all human beings, mm-hmm. and um, and mix that with the with the women's studies element. So I did a lot about talking about you know women in in this world, but also, you know, I wrote a paper about um, queer fear and the mm. idea of having to make our some of our villains queer, whether it right. was like Norman Bates or whether yeah. it was, you know, whether it was, um, you know, you think about like historically Ed Gein, like there was this idea that mm-hmm. he was, you know, this this like almost. Um, there's a lot of misinformation about these real historical figures, but the point is that this like revisionist history of who he was and do we have to make him extra other because he's a white man? Mm. Right. Um, and so Norman Bates at the end, like they have at the end of Psycho, there's that very famous, very weird scientific explanation of why Norman felt like he had to wear women's clothing, mm-hmm. and it's just this very like you know um, dismissive, but also well, he was a crazy person. He was a murderer and mm-hmm. also he wore women's clothing. And so that that so that's like a general 
mm-hmm. uh, overview of some of my experience with like studying queer cinema. Um, and gosh, this was, I mean, I don't want to out myself, but this uh, is <laughs> how old I am. But this this was, you know, the, the, the way I feel like film academics um, or academia is evolving all the time. And Mm -hmm. the discussions that we are having on like film Twitter now about representation and inclusion and diversity and all that stuff. It's just like it's a college course. It can be. It can be also very awful. But but it could be. You know, there's so many really amazing conversations that are happening that just weren't happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Problems you didn't realize were there. Well, it's like, yes, to an extent, but also just like how freely how comfortably we um, are, not all of us obviously, so far to go, but how comfortably representation, diversity, and and all of the in-between are just people know what that is now. Mm-hmm. Like, but right. when, you know, when I was in film school, that was not, it was like, yeah, this is a thing. And you go, yeah, great. But now it's casual. Even. Well, with social media, we're able to have like more discussions online. We're able to ex- access more people with different like thoughts than us. You right. know, I feel like if, even as gay people, like if we didn't have the internet, I might not be as educated about like trans people, for example. Um, but yeah, it is it is interesting. And like some of the best, like it's funny because I post a lot of, you know, little memes or screenshots of Twitter all the time, but it's because people are saying some really profound and important stuff on there. Mm-hmm. It's not just like to post pictures, you know, of your dog or whatever anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. There are important discussions going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love uh, what you talked about about um, uh, like just science fiction and and horror and things being um, a, a metaphor for otherness. I think yeah. there, there's a reason why a lot of um, gay kids uh, loved Edward Scissorhands and didn't know why. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Um, I think you know as a as a kid who's growing up not knowing what your identity is, you, you glom onto these things that like that are just coded queer or strange or different, and you, you you just you find them and you don't know why. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, I think it says I, as queer people, like when we watch movies, yeah. so many of them are skewed heterosexual. You know, we're looking, we're trying to make it gay for ourselves. Exactly, yeah. we're we're reading so hard into so much more than I think maybe like straight viewers might see things that are more surface level. You look at this relationship between this between these two women and you're like oh friendship right mm-hmm. whereas someone like me watches it and is like I don't know they were looking at each other <laughs> there is no heterosexual <laughs> explanation for this yeah right yeah. exactly um, so you know it's it's that reading into this into the subtext which is also why I think queer people like horror so much it's because horror is all metaphor you know for real life yeah. um, and so I think you know, and again, I didn't want to talk about TV because we're talking about movies, sure, yeah. which is why so many queer people love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for mm-hmm. example. Totally. Every single episode is a metaphor. Um, it may be like there's a monster of the week, but we're talking about something else, really. Yeah. You know? I, I was just thinking about the most like gals being pals movie of all time, <laughs> which is Fried Green Tomatoes. Yeah, yes. yeah. The <laughs> gayest. This is so gay, but so, so how are they not gay? Like, <laughs> come on. Just gals oh, pals. Just, just gals being pals gals and being murdering pals. a husband, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, And there's so many. It's so funny because you see that all the time. Uh, Just another example. I I think there was this article that lesbian Twitter went crazy about and like loved because there was a some kind of some guy wrote this review of Wonder Woman. Mm. And it wasn't like a negative review or anything. But he did say that like, oh, these (laughs) (laughs) like, oh, these women um, live on this uh, sexless island called 
Themyscira. 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 Yeah. Oh, but it's like, <laughs> of course, leave it to this like straight dude to just be like, well, there's no men on it. So clearly no one can. No one's having sex. There isn't a penis. <laughs> and you can't have sex without a penis. You just can't. No, nope. we all know that. Nope. <laughs> um, so one thing that has been uh, I don't know if you have an opinion about this, but one thing that drives me crazy about uh, particularly like lesbian movies um, is there always seems to be a man involved. Mm. Like just I'm just going to throw out a few examples. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah. Get out of here, man. Fuck. <laughs> Trying to get yourself into my lesbian movie. The kids get are out. all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's so, all I have to say. Again, the kids are all right. Yeah. Uh, one example. Um, or it's like about a it's so often about a woman who's cheating on her husband to be with another woman, right? Mm-hmm. So you got like Carol, and I'm going to go to lesbian prison for this, but you've got like <laughs> Carol and disobedience. And I'm just like really tired of seeing movies like that because it's like what, you know, it's, it seems first of all, very um, narratively lazy mm-hmm. to throw just like this huge crazy plot thing when really you can have a drama between two women that doesn't involve a man. It, like you yeah. just, you can just write it mm-hmm. that way. You don't have to have where there's this whole like, or you could even have a woman cheating on her wife with, with another woman. woman. That's also lesbian. Yeah. That's drama. But it's like what it it seems to. It's annoying because it kind of trivializes the idea of lesbians, right? Yeah. Or that it's like, oh, this one woman, she really is married to this guy, but she just wants to try this thing. Or like, you know how it's more. And certainly, women are fluid, and so are men. People can mm-hmm. be fluid, but. If you present it as a, as these binary characters, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it just kind of drives me nuts. I want to know what other crimes can send you to lesbian prison. <laughs> what are you in here for? Ugh, uh, I fucking shed on Carol on a podcast. <laughs> oh, I got forty years. Damn. You fuck you. Do you deserve to be here? I want to be in another cell. <laughs> Get me out. All I did was wear jorts too many times. <laughs> I just wore puka shell necklaces past 2003, and now I'm in lesbian prison. I'm innocent. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's really. Yeah, it's. It's such a. I mean, because I don't. It's tricky because I don't want to sound like I'm taking the uh, the your the very valid observation out of it. But ultimate, what's so frustrating is that at the base level, I feel like we just can't have movies without men. Do you know what I mean? Like so, mm. so like I think that sort of factored its way into. I'm not saying that it should be that way. Right. What I'm saying is like to get a movie made, to get financing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yes. Like to to somebody's attract- gonna somebody, uh, a producer who is a man is gonna look at the script and be like, "Where am I in this?" Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, until like that is less a big part of yeah. the behind the scenes equation. True. There's always got to be some way to justify like you know why there ha- you know we have to see this person it's non-negotiable mm-hmm. right I, or this figure it's non-negotiable mm-hmm. um and and I, but i agree i mean like why can't i see just the two just the simple relationship that i want to see uh without having that ex that extra thing mm-hmm. involved um the other thing i would say too is just having written my own um first screenplay which by the way is Congrats. like Congrats. thank you that's a um, lot it's a labor of love it was it was a labor of love and yeah. it was very fun and can you give us an elevator pitch? i can it's a holiday rom com uh made for streaming or and or cable so i wasn't like you know (laughs) i was yeah exactly i was that was the that was the goal but it's a but it actually is about 
about a version of, of um, otherness that I relate to. It's about a Jewish girl who goes home to spend Christmas with her non-Jewish boyfriend's oh, cool. family. Yeah. Um, but that said, uh, some feedback that I got from people in the biz, all very positive, but as I was developing it, the thing I kept hearing was conflict. We need more conflict. There's not enough conflict. Mm. And and so what I was thinking was like, yeah, but the, this is about the story. Like, I understand there has to be some form of conflict, but why does it have to be raised up to 11, essentially? Yeah. Right. And so, like, to, to... Unless there's a gun in there, I just, I, yeah. you know... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She needs to pull the gun on her father-in-law at some point. Right. Okay? And so, like, I say that to say that with the with the example of the, the woman who's in a relationship with her uh, a husband, but she's cheating on him with a woman, and how, mm-hmm. you know, like, raising those stakes, it's like, you know, that, that screams to me about, well, it has to be just raise the stakes. Conflict, right. conflict, right. conflict. And it's like, okay, yeah, I guess if I have to. But it I think these are these are like um, these are old school hetero tropes, but right. also are being yeah. you know inflamed by old school Hollywood production. Like right. this is how it has to be. Kind I of think thing. I'm also tired of of the the turmoil story of that. Like oh, I don't know if I. Oh, but there's this this beautiful Carol over here. But I can. I have to be with my husband or. Um, or just, I don't know, just watching somebody get beat up and bruised over and over again because they're just now finding out about their identity. I, like, I want to just get to the point, like, let's, let's, we did those movies. We did a lot of those movies. We did let's, so many of those movies. It's, at this point, it's almost like torture porn. Can we get past that and just yeah. have a movie where somebody is like a gay detective? Can we just have that? Oh or my like, God. I would love a gay detective right? movie. You know, um, I so I do a show for DC Comics. Um, it's called DC Daily, and it's part of their uh, streaming platform. So DC Comics mm-hmm. has a has a streaming platform called DC Universe, and has you know all your Christopher Reeve Superman movies and Lois and Clark, but it also has new content and comic books and all mm-hmm. and lots of different things. And um, Matt Bomer is on a show called Doom Patrol. Awesome. I don't know if you guys have watched it. I yeah, I've, I've seen it. I've, I've been very deep in Umbrella Academy. Right okay, now, cool. So I got to move so, ships into a different. We, family. <laughs> yes, this is a very dysfunctional family. Um, Doom Patrol is great. The show is awesome, and I am not saying that just because I'm on like a DC spot like show. I, I really love it, but I bring it up because Matt Bomer, uh, his character, he plays Negative Man, and he um, they they have retrofitted his character to the fact that he was closeted and that he was in a in a very you know 1950s nuclear family heterosexual marriage, and we find out that he is has this love affair with a fellow man in the military. They're both in the military, mm. and there was a tra- there's a tragic plane crash that that burns his entire top layer of his body. Um, and so he he looks like the invisible man, essentially. He's always mm. in bandages. Yeah. Um, but he has this, like, spirit inside him that's negative man that, like, can fly out and cause havoc. And he's trying to control that spirit. Mm. But this is not in the comic backstory. I- and yeah. so, but Matt Bomer playing a gay character, I I have to believe that that was retrofitted for mm-hmm. him when he signed. That on. also makes so much sense having a character whose whole thing is about containing something inside them, making them gay. That's just and yeah. comics once again, like yeah. our genre example. It always totally. comics is comic, but it's so funny whenever you see like nonsense on Twitter or social media about like if if Stanley knew what they were doing <laughs> right. to you know it is like comics have always been a metaphor for. Right. Um, for otherness and and empowerment. Mm-hmm. In it's so just many ways. we 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 did a version of Superman where he was a communist. So I don't know why we can make can't make somebody <laughs> like just yeah. gay for once. Like, yeah. right. ugh, it's so bizarre. Um, 
but kind of back to to kind of circle around back to uh, queer film. Uh, do either of you have you know favorites, or was there a certain movie that just like Haley that like oh, this made me gay? Oh, you know there was a movie that made me gay for sure, <laughs> but it is not a queer movie at okay. all. Um, so two I, separate questions, I guess. Then yeah, maybe I guess um, <laughs> the movie where I think I first my eyes got wide was, and like I was like, oh no, what's happening? <laughs> Swear to God, the remake of Bedazzled. Oh, oh my yes. God. Yes. Oh, Elizabeth man. motherfucking Hurley <laughs> yeah. and Bedazzled. I saw that and I was like, something's Are you going sure you didn't see like on. basketball Brendan Fraser with the blonde <laughs> hair and you're just like, you know what? That might have been part of it. Done with men. I'm good. No thanks. Yeah. Might have been part of it. No, I think, yeah, I think everybody's got a flame for Elizabeth Hurley. Oh, especially she's in stunning that in film. that movie. And also, still, have you seen Oh, my oh God. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. God. Elizabeth Hurley, if you're listening. Hey, give me a call. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but yeah, I think, um, like, you know, because we didn't have a lot of queer movies mm-hmm. um, growing up, it's so funny because I feel like when I talk to a lot of queer women I know, and it's kind of like when we talk about all the movies we watched growing up, it was like the same three. Right. And it was like these same three movies that were always on logo mm-hmm. or something like that <laughs> oh, we would totes. watch the reruns yeah. of and one of them that we all love and it's super campy but it's great is Debs like that mm-hmm. is oh. one I think where I was like yes this yes. is awesome it's very Whedon-y which is also why I love it um, but I think it, mm-hmm. yeah I think that's like one and um, what's her name Jordana Brewster so cute mm-hmm. oh God, she's so what's interesting is like you know queer films you know they have existed and they have existed for a really long time especially within you know indie filmmaking mm-hmm. but growing up you know, your family's not going to show you pink flamingos or like, you know, <laughs> or two, or like two Wong Fu. They don't even know it exists. You, oh. Like I find my knowledge of queer film has only come from growing up and meeting other queer people yeah. and them telling you, you have to see this as and a really, gay man. And really you know? seeking it out, especially because yeah. we didn't have Netflix or anything back then. And now it's profitable a little bit. For some, it's, yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, we didn't have Netflix back then. We also like the internet really wasn't what it is now. You know, like you could. Kind I wasn't of allowed online. on the internet because of uh, Dateline NBC. I was gonna. <laughs> I was like very. My parents were like, "If you go on the internet once, you will get raped," and they're they're looking for vulnerable little boys. And I mean, possibly, possibly <laughs> true. But you know, it is. And I'm glad you brought that up. Like now, it almost is profitable, right? Because. Mm-hmm. When you do look at movies, I think part of the reason why I think I get a little annoyed, too, is when you look at movies, again, just to reference these, Disobedience and Carol, Mm -hmm. and like Blue is the Warmest Color, um, you get frustrated because there's all these, there's always, again, um, this man involved or someone's got to cheat on a man or someone's got to cheat with a man. Mm -hmm. And sometimes if the characters are presented at the beginning as bisexual, that's a different thing. Um, And if they, you know... But then sometimes they're bisexual and promiscuous, and that's a, and that's a that's bad. Yeah, that's yeah. a problem for bisexual. But at the same time, you look at all these movies, and they're directed by dudes. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing I know for sure, and that's a dude can't be a lesbian. I know that, <laughs> like no matter what, as like, much as they try. Yeah, as much as they try. Like so, they. I I like to think that people can write, can can be able to adapt, like direct any stories they want. But at the same time. When just actual, ask a lesbian, though. Right, if you're gonna consultant. write, yeah, just get a consultant, <laughs> like a just a resident lesbian on board, just to, yeah. to you know. Well, but at the same time, qu- there's a lot of queer women voices that aren't being heard in spaces where these yes. men's voices are being heard. But these men get to profit from these women's stories mm-hmm. 
when these women don't get to profit from their own stories. And I think that's probably one of my biggest problems. Oh, that's huge. And as well, not not just like from the writing producing standpoint, but like for the past couple of years at the Oscars, there have been roles that uh, like who were, you know, gay characters, queer characters that are, you know, played by straight actors and they're getting like lauded for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a huge problem because gay people aren't allowed to play straight people nearly as often, if at all. Yeah, and we were kind of talking about this. I don't know how you feel about this, yeah. but it is a little... I kind of go back and forth sometimes about... And I can't speak for trans people. So I know that a lot of trans people take issue with when cis people play trans roles. And I obviously will agree with them because it's not my place to say any different. Um, I, But I, I, I go back and forth about should straight people be able to play gay roles? Because I do want... Gay, I don't want there to be a problem with gay people playing straight roles. Sure, but I guess the problem is—it's it's not the same. It's, it's such a—I like, know—it's false equivalency. Yeah. It, it is. It's so hard because you want to be able to. Because when you talk about feminism, you talk about equality. So you want to be able to do that with being gay too. You right. know, I want to be able to say like, as a woman, I should be able to do this, and you should be able to do this, and you shouldn't be able to do more. But I also shouldn't be able to do. We should. Be able to have the same opportunities. I agree, but until and, we know. get to a place where gay people are playing gay roles, like exactly, and yeah, right. like, and until we get to a place where women are able to actually be heard, like we, yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. I would, you know, it's interesting because um, I think about, I sometimes think about, like, uh, to use an example, the the Ryan Murphy camp, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. the people. I don't mean camp as in like no, a style. Of, yeah, exactly. Because sort of yeah. um, he often works with the same people yeah. over and over again. It's yeah. like a it's like a troop essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he absorbs them into him. <laughs> he does. Mm-hmm. He does. And um, I use that example because it's the most broad mainstream example, but also it's a very powerful talk about powerful people in this business Absolutely. when it comes to representation. And um, like, so I think about like the Matt Bomers to use him as another example. You know, he has played gay characters for Ryan Murphy, but it's almost like and but it's almost like this safe space. I when I say safe space, what I mean is like the idea that you trust, I suppose. Yeah. Like I think these actors trust for whatever trust uh being taking up because there is still this stigma about, you know, people coming out mm-hmm. and people being out, especially if you are if you look like Superman. Mm-hmm. Can we take can and when I say we, I don't mean like the people in this room, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Can America handle knowing like that Matt Bomer, who is Superman, that is, is also that is gay. a huge issue. Is that a lot of characters because they gay people are not getting like as much roles as they could? It, it, they are not coming out. Yes, and yeah, and it's just stunting everything because mm-hmm. if just like a couple more people started coming out, then that's just that shows. Oh, maybe it's okay, you know, to mm-hmm. other people who mm-hmm. are who are in the middle of the country. Um, yeah, it's. Um, and I think too to to use that Ryan Murphy example uh, to clarify a little bit too, like the dive, the the types of roles that the same actor can play in a plethora of his projects, mm-hmm. they vary. So meaning, like, yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you yeah. can have the to use like very tradi- you know like uh, typecasty words. You can have a very hyper masculine performance, but then in another role on another show, yeah. you can see that same actor play a very very different type yeah. of so I, I, I he's giving opportunity to yeah. show 
these actors are are actors. They they should not be held back by their personal sexuality. And then of course, I mean? then there's Pose that had the largest trans cast on yes, television. Yes, absolutely. Which uh, kind of go back what you're talking about because. Um, the one thing is that's a huge problem is like, yeah, it's one thing if a straight guy plays a gay guy or if a, a straight one plays a lesbian woman. But when a guy plays a trans woman, like a straight, straight cisgender man plays a trans woman, that is like a it's life or death for some people because it's just keeping this idea that, you know, like, oh, it's just Jared Leto in a dress. And like, no, yeah. no, this is a this is a woman. And it, it kind of furthers that stereotype. Yes. Right. That it's yeah, it's just a guy in a dress when it's like, no, this is a this is an actual gender mm-hmm. thing and, and not, that can that, not drag that can cause somebody to be killed over that yeah. you know over some some stupid casting choice because mm-hmm. jared leto wanted to get an oscar you yeah, know like right fuck right that. right right um what fucking killed me and as much as i loved darren chris saying like i'm gonna step back from playing queer roles and like making a big deal about and that's great that you're doing that but you just won for doing it so it kind of <laughs> Like, while he's holding his trophy. Yeah, well, I'm just, yeah, I'm not gonna do this anymore. <laughs> I already profited from it. <laughs> thanks, have, fr- thanks, yeah. friend. But yeah, it's tough, right? It is tough because you do have to kind of go back. You're an actor, yep. you know, and like, you are playing a role. You are not yourself. Yeah. So it is like. We don't just allow wizards to play wizards. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and even though, but there are plenty of great wizard actors so that, are, that are not yes. getting but roles because they're, they're going to fucking Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> they're not coming out. That's right, coming out <laughs> as, as wizards. wizards. Well, you know, there's I, too much stigma with being a wizard. <laughs> I have a, so here's an interesting, like a less, uh, I would argue, maybe less controversial example, but I would be curious to get your thoughts. Um, Emma Stone playing Billie Jean King. So, mm-hmm. like, in Battle, Battle of Sexes. Sexes. Yeah. I mean, I thought, uh, just from a performance standpoint, I, I was, I thought she was, looked like Billie Jean King, and she was, it was a great performance, and Billie Jean King was like, yes, I love this, great job, like, mm-hmm. totally on board, but this is a cis, heterosexual woman mm-hmm. playing uh, an iconic lesbian mm-hmm. uh, figure in in history like where where do you guys yeah, where do you st- that's guys interesting stand on specifically that? because Billie Jean was like great perfect yeah. casting and if that's the case then like part of me has to say I mean well she, it's her she would know right. best you know yeah and there is there is something like it, it is really like a catch-22 right because you do realize at a certain point that these movies have to be sold and watched which means you need star power you know for something like that and there, you know, are there any lesbian actors on, you know, as popular as Emma Stone? I no one I can think of at the moment. <laughs> but um, also, then it's like the double-edged sword because it's like, well, are there not any actors as popular as Emma because, Stone because, because they're not getting these roles yeah. because they it's are just getting, a snake eating yeah, its own tail. Totally. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So it is that. Um, I mean, when when any time any time somebody casts a movie, they have a list of about five actresses that are just of course used over and yeah. over again. You right. know, um, and at, at the top of that is is going to be Emma Stone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, and because yeah, at the end of the day, it is a business, and they're trying to sell a movie. But it mm-hmm. is always really special when that one film is like, you know what? We get that it's a business, but we also want to do this right, and we want to do right by the people that we're making this for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that's what's so great about like so like independent films like I think um, we were just talking about one of our favorites is like um, uh, Tu Wong Fu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love mm-hmm. that movie. I didn't watch it for a really long time because I thought it was a, a kung fu movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had only turned the I only heard the title. Um, so you thought it was FW. 
And yeah. not F-O-O. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, F-U. <laughs> F-U. You thought it was F-U. Not, exactly. Not F-O-O. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> And I didn't hear the full title. Anyway, uh, it's a delightful film. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it is about three drag queens driving across the country and fixing a small town, essentially. Yeah. Um, but it's know- like sort of it's sort of like a Muppet movie almost. <laughs> uh, yeah. Three people are, you know, they're told like, we're going to go across the country. We're going to go across the country. And, uh, uh, hold on. Let me do comment. Uh Hello. Uh, oh, I'm going to co- go across the country to uh, Hollywood. And, uh, wow. And then, oh, no, we killed a cop. <laughs> ah, Fozzie. That like, is a great That's pretty permit. good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really impressed. Appreciate it. I could do Miss Piggy for one second. Do you okay, want to hear it? Okay, ready. Hey-ya! <laughs> I told you it's not a kung fu movie. <laughs> um, Although, Miss Piggy would have been great. She would have been amazing. amazing. Killed it. But here's um, another thing. I wonder... Because obviously it is a film about yeah about um, drag queens, but we were talking about it's all this. straight guys. First of all, it's all straight guys. Yeah. Um, second of all, they're in drag the entire time. <laughs> oh, it never. Yes. Sa- the, yeah, they put it on the beginning and they then, go to bed in drag. Yeah, yeah, it's like this this alternate reality where it like. It's also a road trip, by the way, yeah. which you are gonna not. You're not gonna wear high heels. You're definitely not gonna tape your dick back. No. Um, <laughs> like I don't. Put on makeup. I don't for even a road shave trip. on a road trip. Yeah. Um, so they're, you know, these ladies are doing, they're <laughs> get, doing it all. Um, oh, but yeah, it is funny that it is, it's, it's three straight men, but it's so beloved by the like gay community. Mm-hmm. I think that's because it's like so lovingly done and it, it's like, you know, they have RuPaul in it. They have a bunch of cameos from like real drag queens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just campy as hell. Was it? Do we know if it was made by a gay man? I don't know if I know I that. I don't know. Actually, that's a great question. It feels like it has that. It touch. feels very gay. Yeah. <laughs> so it must be. It's um. But I I wonder too. At the time mm. when that movie was made, the notion that these three very high profile and speaking to Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. and uh, Wesley Snipes, yes. action stars. Oh yeah. yeah. Were playing macho guys. Very macho, playing the, these roles and playing them. So sincere. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, it was and and just I would argue beautiful performances mm-hmm. from all three of those men. We were talking, I think John Leguizamo was oh. incredible. Yeah. Just like, a little boy in a dress. He's incredible. Yeah. And it's so it's a it's a it's a well, I don't know. I don't want to definitively say it's an example, but I I could see how it could be perceived as an example of star power being used mm. for intentionally right. because right. their casting is intentional like this is not an example of the top five people on a list that right. you, you obviously go out to because they're movie, movie stars like casting those three men in those three roles yes. was like a statement oh. in totally. and of itself there's a reason they like cast insanely buff Wesley Snipes in that role <laughs> um, and what it means I mean for a Wesley Snipes type at the time for to you know that is a thing I mean gosh the 90s it's like it seems like it was mm-hmm. you know it's not that long ago but it was such a long time ago mm-hmm. oh yeah and the idea that this African American very macho man is playing this role and again daintily daintily that, mm-hmm. exactly like, like that's a statement it, you yeah. could break down all three of those leads casting for what that meant to a certain community mm-hmm. um 
Like it wasn't. In a lot of ways. It wasn't the yeah. Wayans brothers and white chicks. Ex- yes, it was actually like. And granted, I love white. I chicks, mean, it's yeah, but it's a different type of movie. It's, got its, it's own not a queer movie. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, very, very much not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. But you know, it could have it could have been played almost like a joke like that, and it, and it really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like you're right, they, they were all three of them were insanely sincere in those roles. Um, I love. There's that great speech at the end where Diane Weiss is talking to Patrick Swayze and is just saying like, I didn't think of you, you know, as like a necessarily a man or a woman. I thought of you as an angel. And there's something like very nice about like, I don't know if they intended to talk about, you know, non-binary gender mm-hmm. or if, if the, you know, or, or if it was supposed to be that, because we, we talked to, were they intentionally like, is it a, a trans thing or are they drag? Because they are in, tra- in, in drag the whole time, but I think it's yeah. clearly drag. I think you know? it's supposed to be drag, but yeah. it's just strange how it's, <laughs> presented that it's, a, it's, it's, it's the whole alternate time. reality I it is yeah i think so because i don't think they're supposed to be trans mm-hmm. i think they very intentionally are supposed they're to drag be drag yes. yeah but it is interesting how in this world it's more fun to watch them in a convertible like with like all the hair and right in the, the hair yeah. done yeah and the it's, headscarves on. I, I would be curious if you guys have thoughts on because something i've run into doing my podcast when um people pick movies like some like it hot or <laughs> tootsie yeah. mm-hmm. you know like watching it through a lens now um, some stuff you're like, wow, this is insanely progressive. And then mm-hmm. some stuff you're like, oh God, this yeah. is whoa. Like uh what that the twist ending in Ace Ventura where it's yes. just, it's cringy as hell. Absolutely yeah. yes, that yeah, absolutely. Um but with some like it hot, like it's very interesting to me, but again, as a straight white lady, mm-hmm. um it, the the idea of um uh uh Tony Curtis's character, the the comedy from Tony Curtis's character comes from he's a ladies man and he's like and he's a oh, I got a New York accent and mm-hmm. like whatever yeah. I, that was actually a weird meld of Cary Grant and something else but <laughs> uh, but you, he he's like this very tough what uh, but then um, uh, Jack Lemmon's character is. I don't want to say fluid because I don't want to like assign any terms that, that people might be like, what are you talking sure, about? Yeah. But sure. it, the way he is presented, mm-hmm. his um, binary gender is so like, it, it, it is truly fluid. Like mm-hmm. he, he, when he's Josephine or Daphne rather, when he's Daphne, he yeah. is Daphne. Yeah. And, and then when, you know, so, so it's, um, and then at the end with the reveal with the line, famous line with Osgood of like, well, yeah, nobody's, nobody's perfect. perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, Osgood is presented in this way of just being like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, I love you. I don't care what's underneath your, your dress and I don't care what's Mwah. underneath your, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, love this it. is a movie from the fifties yeah. and it's, but I could also see how, you know, um, uh, representation-wise, you know, uh, some members of the LGBTQ community might be like, "Yeah, but right. let's it's not." It's kind of an accidental th- sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's still fascinating. It's such a, it's a yeah. adorable film. Yeah, I think yes. it, I think they they were mostly, fi- but again, it's hard. It's sometimes hard to say because mm-hmm. I I don't want to speak for the trans community ever. Sure. Um, but like, yeah, like that ending part is so seems so like sweet and funny. Like, and that's another thing that. I appreciate is because one thing you don't see a lot of in lesbian films mm-hmm. is well most lesbian films are like Carol it's just a lot of like drama and demure glances from across the room and it's like why can't we ever have fun clandestine glove meetings <laughs> yeah, or... it's like why can't we have fun too yeah. like you, we can be funny you know you can have a funny 
you know, there's ways lesbians can be funny in a, a movie. A lot of sad les- lesbian movies. So many sad lesbian movies. I, the, have you guys ever seen The Children's Hour with no. uh, Audrey Hepburn? I'm familiar with it, but I've never and seen it. McLean. So um, my friends have a podcast on the Blumhouse Podcast Network called Attack of the Queer Wolf. Mm. And they, they basically like are, are th- uh, three que- queer people who are the hosts. And they are, um, you know, inviting a guest in. Straight person, mostly LG, mostly queer people mm-hmm. are their guests. But um, and they break down like a genre film and, um, you know, the, the guest picks. So I bring up the Children's Hour because I had mentioned it to my friend Michael Kennedy, who is one of the um, the co-hosts on that show. But um, the Children's Hour, when I saw it, I remember it was it's so tragic. I mean, yes. the, the basic premise is um, Audrey Hepburn is and J- Shirley MacLaine are teachers at a school. A little girl, a wicked little girl. She is. She's also she looks like a little shit. Oh yeah, like, I mean they cast her perfectly. Basically, she's like, yeah, she's like the bad seed essentially, yeah. and she she regular to, child of the corn. Basically, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and to just fuck shit up. Oh, so, can we? You can Yo, do as yeah. much as you. Say whatever hey, fucking this. shit. Balls, titties, fuck, piss, butts. Sorry. Uh, um. Uh, uh, what's uh, the poop. Gross? Poop. No. Uh, you shit, used all the good one. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, seem. Uh, jizz. Fuck, dick. Uh, diarrhea. Diarrhea. Great. I don't know. I lost so all good. the cunt. Fuck. But this, Whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. Good yeah. One. But this little monster, just to fuck shit up, balls. basically, like, <laughs> says. Sorry, say that again. He balls? said balls. balls. No. He said balls. You said balls while she was talking. Oh, no. <laughs> that was important. Start over. Well, all I was saying was just that the uh, this little girl, just trying to cause trouble and to, I think, get out of trouble herself, says, I saw the two of them together. Right. Mm. And, and I think it was like a kiss on the cheek. It, and like, it, Whatever it was. Yeah. But what we learn is that Audrey Hepburn is like, oh, no, there's nothing going on. And Shirley MacLaine is like, well, I, I'm i in love with you. And it is the reckoning of her coming to terms with her sexuality, Audrey Hepburn being not knowing what to do, the fact that this is, you know, and, and it is a tragic film. What year is this? Does it, Did it come out? Uh, I've never heard of it. I want to say 60s. 60s. Okay. It's black what? and white. Wow. Was it, but here's my question. Yeah. Bec- did, did she, did she even actually ever say I'm in love with you? No, I feel like I it was all, yeah. It's, it's all, all, all subtext. It's all mm. implied, which is how it was all done back then. You, yeah. you know, you never heard the like, there was never any like, I love you or I want to kiss you or anything. Yeah. It was just, I think she, I remember she just said something along the lines of like, I've ruined my I've ruined your life and I've ruined mine. Oh, that's right. Because she's a, Audrey Hepburn is like engaged or something mm-hmm. to this. And yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, but it doesn't, it doesn't like spoiler alerts, but it does not end well. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert. I mean, it's not even a spoiler because like anything with a lesbian in a, in a movie, before, she's killed off. It's gonna be sad, yeah. Before yeah. a certain yeah. time. But I, I, I remember it. Um, as truly incredible performances and and just like, oh my... But then I wasn't... When I first saw it, I wasn't thinking about it in the way of, yeah, just one more tragic, mm. you know, queer person having to die for their... You know, it's just... For their sins. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah. And so so I would be curious, like, if there's a almost consensus... Almost because, like, wanting too much. Like, there's, a, like, an Icarus sort of thing mm. happening in a mm-hmm. lot of you, flo- you flew too close to the gay uh-huh. sun, and now you're going to die. Right. Oh, yeah. that gay sun. You got to stay so with- It's so... It's flaming. <laughs> well, you know that. You can't take it too close. You got to stay in the closet. My, <laughs> my boy, his wax <laughs> wings. Um, oh, I never got what your favorite uh, queer movie is. Both of you, if you have one. What's oh, yours? Well, I, okay. Now, this is, 
gosh, this I said that so excitedly, and now it's like, really, Clark? Um, <laughs> but I just watched Ocean's 8. Mm. Oh, I haven't seen it. Okay. I would be curious to get your thoughts on that. I mean, Kate Blanchett's very gay, right? They never say... But that's so annoying. I know. Because they're just it. like, why? But they ne- they never, well, actually, they don't do a lot of stuff. Like, for instance, they like tease George Clooney being dead. Is he dead? Is he not dead? And you're just like, hmm. just have him come out. Like, what are you, have him come out and yeah. be in the movie. Like, what are you doing? But either way, um, yes, subtext, uh, well, subtext. I and mean, they're talking about it with Captain Marvel, too, which I still haven't seen yet. Mm. But um, apparently that that is is such a le- like a true lesbian movie but then there's a the question of like oh well, is it queer baiting or or right you know. but oceans eight i would be very curious to get your take because it's have a- to watch it yeah i'd be very mm. curious because sandy b and Kate blanchett are like at one point sandy i think feeds her uh, uh it's like it's not oh. subtle yeah but yeah there's a bit where uh i remember seeing a clip where Kate Blanch- it was Kate blanchett and sandra bullock and then they're just like cornering sarah paulson in the garage and trying to get and there's something very yes. like there's some there's some seduction basically there like sure. uh, yeah. sandy b's character is is coming on to everybody oh yeah like i'm making everybody yeah. question their question there oh, uh, I'll, I'll rob whatever you want exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yes exactly just, also i just love how in like lesbian world like we just have taken on so many women as queer like they've never said it but we're like kate you're a lesbian you're yeah, with us you're, you know what yeah. i mean sandy b yeah. Natasha Leone, come on over. Come on no, over. You guys are gay. Yeah. <laughs> In my head canon, Mackenzie Davis is gay. I'm mm. like, you're gay. Come on. Come, come on. over here. Just come on just over. Come on. Come on. We, but we don't have that so much in the gay. We just have a lot of straight people pretending to be like gay baiting us, like you know mm-hmm. Nick Jonas and things like that, and right, and, right. Uh, everybody Timothy on Shemeling. Supernatural. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, since you know, since we're having trouble coming up with. Um, you know, ones that exist. Why don't we come up with some new ones with a game? Oh. Uh, so do you guys, uh, you ever heard of um, like Botnik Studios? Uh, anyway, so, uh, no. you, so you know how your phone has predictive text because oh, you totally. put enough data in it. Um, so I went online and I fed a computer a bunch of titles of gay movies. Oh my God, yes. And then I created a list of new ones that do not exist and if they do exist I'm very sorry I doubt that they do but here uh, I went had a little bit too much fun and made a bunch of them oh my gosh uh, yeah pass this uh, so we're, I'll post the list online and uh, as well as like the list so you can make the, the actual link so you can make your own so just I want us to all kind of go through <laughs> okay hold on hold your horses okay I want to I want to go through and we'll just we can we don't have to read all of them but should, yeah. pick the ones that speak to you speak to and then I like to come up with the plot to those films okay wow so I think I see one already yeah. that I like <laughs> and this one is called girls in flames between chains <laughs> And exploitation I, film yeah I think. absolutely i think this movie is a uh like all lesbian movies it's a period piece <laughs> and um i think it's about uh two uh gay women who were ac- accused of being witches yes. and were burned at the stake together right but now maybe it's later like after they've been burned at the stake or something and they work in like are they in like a sex dungeon like where are the chains come oh see I thought they were like chained to the pole oh they're chained to the pole okay. yeah no it ends in misery oh no okay this movie ha- obviously like all queer films has to end in, oh, in like utter misery but do they take down a bunch of men beforehand <laughs> I wish but oh. knowing look knowing our track record <laughs> one of these ladies was married to a man before uh, Haley he, you gotta he make the movies you wanna sex. see <laughs> yeah be the chain. I will be the chain. The chains I want to see in the world. Yeah, be the chains you want to see. In the world. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to change my mind. Um, okay. It's about 
Uh, and feel free women, to jump in at you know any point. Yes, yeah, it's, it's about um, two women who run a business <laughs> um, doing like controlled fires in the forest. Oh, um, girls in flames between chains, um, and they they have to do it. Uh, they're chained to each other because oh, they they're prisoners. <laughs> and, oh, oh, yes, and they have to do. Uh, and they have to light the do controlled uh, deforestation thing, and okay. then they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the famous line is, um, <laughs> "I want to be chained to you forever. Yeah, great. I wouldn't chain you for <laughs> the world. I wouldn't chain a thing about you. I don't know. It's greenlit. You know, what? it's a work in progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. I'll, well, I would take either of those films. Okay. Honestly, I love it. Uh, yeah, anything speaking I, to you, Clark? Yeah, Closet Girl Assassins, Oy oh, Vey. Very good. I mean, first of all, you like Oy Vey in there. Uh, I had to train my <laughs> phone to learn to not correct Oy to like oil or oh, something yeah. else. Like it took it took iPhone a while to get used to Oy Vey, but I did get my very uh, Midwestern boyfriend to start saying Oy Vey, so I feel hey, very proud about that. Good for that. you. Um, but uh, Closet Girl Assassins, Oy Vey, is <laughs> the comedy that. That I am waiting for like yeah. instead of you know uh, Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson remaking um, remaking the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels like why are we uh, not watching Closet Girl Assassins it doesn't have to be with them Oy right. you Oy gotta ve- say Oy the full ve- title exactly. and just to go back to Mommy Dearest talk about like using a hanger as a weapon oh yes. my gosh you know exactly I mean? yeah. see it's perfect so I'm, what's the full plot of Closet so, Girl Assassins Oy yes ve. well clearly Closet Girl Assassins is about a ragtag group of mm-hmm. girl assassins mm-hmm. uh, who met in a synagogue, uh, who met in a synagogue, yes. exactly yeah. at Sundays or Saturday school, and Saturday they grew school. up together, mm. and they recruit uh, people through through different showrooms. It's almost like Debs. This is yes. like, like a new Debs, Am like I maybe. But no, 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 no. I'm Murderous. saying it's like good. Murderous. This is yeah. this is great. This and is so like a remake. We can have ladies who are you know we can have drag we can have drag. We can have, we can have, you know what? No, forget about ladies. Closet girl. If you think, if you want to use the word girl, then you can be in our Girl. Class. I love that. Yeah. Love that. There you go. And oy vey, obviously. Because oh. that's just like, oh, and that's how they punctuate all of their kills. Is like, <laughs> is like they, or they get into mischief when they're trying to do their assassinations and they go, oy vey. I think, I think there'd be an amazing <laughs> scene where they all go undercover as Hasidic Jewish men. Yes. <laughs> and there's like this slow motion shot where, you the, know, you got yeah. that. Yeah. fucking that rock yes. soundtrack underneath and after yeah. they like do their kill they rip, rip the beard off, off. that's yes. awesome like it's and it's a metaphor taking the beard off <gasps> and then you're out of the closet exactly oh! Oh! Oh, 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 this is, oh, okay this one for sure greenlit. That's, that's greenlit <laughs> can i tell you um i found one that's actually uh it's like a, f- a biopic for me. Oh. And it's called Education of a Brokeback Lesbian. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a good one. <laughs> in a cli- <laughs> I fucking got a disc bulge in a climbing accident like eight years ago. Oh. So I am a brokeback lesbian. You actually and, broke um, your back. I pretty, I've been t- not quite, but like pretty damn close. Mm. And, um, I've, you know, this podcast is like educating me a lot. Oh. So, yeah. That, so that's my biopic is Education of a Brokeback Lesbian. That's pretty it. good. Um, We're gonna cast a straight lady in it though, so people will go see it. Yeah, somebody's gotta see it. Emma Stone, what are you Emma doing? Stone. Yeah, Emma, Emma Stone, Emma Stone, what are you doing? Um, I, <laughs> I, if, I, it's okay if I jump in. Of course. Um, I really love. Um, <laughs> uh, oh man, there's too many. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to go with Stop the Bible Weekend. 
Oh. And I think that that's a that's like a heist film, but but oh. it's but it's about like a, a Bible, like a pray with the gay camp, and there's a bunch of kids who who used to go there, yes. and they're gonna break <gasps> in to get those kids out. Love, Love it. that. Stop Love the Bible it. weekend. Love, Love that. It. Yeah. And then what? So. And then they get into like, I mean, like any heist movie, it's so hygiene. And obviously, yeah. oh, this hygiene. Bible camp has like top notch security. Oh, yeah. But then there's also kind of like a fun summer camp movie happening at like, you right. know. And, yeah. Yeah. So you get those hijinks and then mix with some goofy, uh, some goofy heist stuff. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the only the other or the other title that really spoke to me was "Blue is the only color I will eat." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I recently, That's somehow the gayest title on. <laughs> <laughs> I recently became one of those people who are like blueberries taste like candy, oh. uh, and I hate myself for yeah. it. So uh, oh. yeah, so this is this is going to be an indie <laughs> experimental indie drama oh. about a LA hip who Ooh. is uh, doing Whole30. And <laughs> but it's the like the blue diet Yeah, exactly, but it's yeah. the blue diet. So you can only have like fucking raspberry ices and exactly. Eventually she they would she would turn blue. Yes, like Vi- Vi- oh, yeah. Violet oh. Beauregard yeah. in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yes. Factory. Yeah. So, um, Are you also going to oh, start dating someone well, with blue oh, hair? Be, yes, because the thing is, oh, right. So but her... Know. Obviously, her pubes. I imagine she's she's doing this for a reason. Maybe there's a pageant coming up, and the day of the pageant, she wakes up blue. Blue. (gasps) I love it. I love this. It's like Dumplin', but with blue. But like (laughs) Dumplin', Dumplin' meets like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, done. Sold. 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 I want to see that movie. Oh man, yeah, these are all all pretty great. I Um, don't I don't know what it is, but I love Capote and his rainbow rainbow eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Just sounds like a fever dream. Yeah. Oh man. Um All right, let's see. Oh, okay, I've got a yeah, good one. Like one or two more. Yeah, I've got I've got one. This is going to be the next installment, the next DC installment. Oh, great. Um this is Iron Pussy of Tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um and man, I wonder so you put a bunch of gay movies in here? Yeah. I wonder where they got Iron from. Uh, I think uh, yeah, I, I, I think honestly there is a there might be a movie called like with Iron Pussy in the title. Uh, That's fucking tight. I gotta yeah. see that. Whatever that is. I feel like they've been having so much trouble rebooting Bond that Iron Pussy. <gasps> oh my and god! The World of Tomorrow. Iron Pussy is the villain of Tomorrow. Yeah. It, yes. But yes. it's but Iron Pussy is the villain. But it's but Iron Pussy is the protagonist in this film. Okay. Who's oh, fighting oh. against a Bond like character? Like the who's actually like um yeah exactly. Yes. Yeah. We never actually... see we never see the Bond so the the villain side of things. You yeah. Know? I want to see them like fill that that like tank full of eels or whatever, and like yeah. that whole you know the preparation but that goes behind all of it. <laughs> yeah. Iron yeah Iron Pussy tomorrow and um yeah much like a Bond character very literal like mm-hmm. has an Iron Pussy. Yeah. Um and I actually have a friend. And maybe I'm going to start calling her Iron Pussy. She broke someone's nose with her pubis bone while this person was trying to go down. While she on was her. sitting on their face. No, I think I, I think I, granted they must have really been going at it. Yeah. But I think the girl was going down on her, and I don't know what. I mean, she must have just really Weird thrust angle. into it yeah. and just broke this wow. broke this girl's Death nose. Death badge. <laughs> Death Iron badge. Pussy is so. 
I, we already can I already have someone we can look into f- to, to play, get, to to play, play Iron, Iron Pussy. Pussy. Yeah. Beautiful. Biopic. Yeah. Every single one of these, honestly, I would pay money to see. <laughs> I would see all these movies yeah. for sure. I, I also like Cabaret for Bitter People because <laughs> because that's, that's just universal. a cabaret. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just like anybody that's in, true. in the cabaret yeah. is a bitter person. That's beautiful. <laughs> um yeah, they're just there's too many good ones. I will yeah. post these on um, on the Twitter and the Instagram, and please give us what you think the plots are. Uh, we would I would love a logline for every single one of these yes. movies. Absolutely. If you guys could uh, present it to us, that I will. Be incredible. I will make the link to the the basically kind of the the engine or whatever you would call it that I made that has all the things in there, so you can yourself oh, you can make your own make your own titles. That's amazing. Give us the loglines. Um, yeah, Zach, so that was incredible. I yeah, had way too is, much fun doing this. This was really yeah. good. Yeah. That was very good. Very fun. Uh, All right. Well, now we've reached that point in the episode where our straight of the week gets to ask one, one unfiltered, unfiltered, judgment, judgment free. free. <laughs> Question. Question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I know, did you have, did, did you have one? I know you're maybe having a hard time. Or yeah, you- this was sort of hard for me because I kind of, I, I didn't, don't re, I didn't really have one mm-hmm. that was like specific to the, what I was like, what I felt like the people, people have asked in the past, I guess. Okay. Or, um, but that said, I didn't want to come on the show and be like, um, well, I don't have any questions for, for yeah, people. The end. I, I guess just, I'm just too tall. I mean, it's like, that was <laughs> You know thing. what? I'm just too woke. Was, um, yeah. That was the thing was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I did't want to be like, like a Howard Schultz and be like, oh, I don't see color. I just, I'm a, right. <laughs> it's like, no, you can't because, but, but so it's interesting because I, I really thought mm-hmm. to myself about like, I don't have any feelings or questions about how, about how people live their lives, whether it's sexually or otherwise. You have like a lot of queer friends too. Uh, yeah, anyway, so of it's course. Not like yeah. Um, but that said, then I thought, well, don't be that dick. Don't be a dick and like come on and be like, no, I'm like, like yeah, we said, like dick. how woke am I? Stop being a um, dick, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the question that I would like to ask because. Um, I do think it's important as a, you know, uh, a straight white lady from the suburbs to mm-hmm. to be um, aware, but also be be as much of an ally or advocate as as possible. And the other thing that it, that I noticed when I was thinking about this was like if I if I notice like, oh, I have a do I have a weird opinion on this? Mm. I kind of try to seek out writing and, and stuff like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and experiences from other people. So my question, it's a long way to get to. Mm-hmm. Sure. What would you and, and if and it, maybe this is I hope this isn't a shitty question, but um, like what what would you independently say is the best way for people who want to be allies or people mm. who want to do everything that they can to really try and use whatever privilege they have to mm-hmm. make the world better for them those around like what would you say the best the best thing that they can do is that's a great that's question a phenomenal that's a fantastic question, question. Yeah. um <laughs> yeah i've got it like and one thing, because I realize I have to do this, because again, like Zach and I say this all the time, we mm. are gay and a lesbian, but we're also white people and cis people. So um, we totally, you know, get in those situations too, where it's like, how can I be a better ally to people of color? How can I be a better, better ally to trans people? Um, and I think the biggest thing you can do is not is to not stay quiet and to not allow, you know, because I'm from Florida. Mm-hmm. 
I have a lot of, or, you know, friends or quote unquote friends. I've kind of, a lot of times I've cut those people out of my life, but before I would say something. And I have family members who do not see things the same way that I do. And I think it's very easy to kind of see someone post something on Facebook and to just be like, oh, and like, just be like, oh, and roll your eyes and then just scroll past it. Mm -hmm. And I think the important thing is, is to not scroll past it because people like us can't do that. You know, it kind of does involve our lives. And again, as a white person or a cis person, if I see something about trans people or, or people of color it you know i could i can read something and be like oh and you know that sucks but then just scroll past it yeah just engaging somebody you know a little bit and it's kind of as best as you can explaining with you know information i mean it's Mm -hmm. gonna be hard it's the internet people aren't gonna listen to anybody but just honestly a bit of effort is huge right um i think the fact that you're even you know looking up other um you know stories and and articles and things like that to educate yourself on your own is great and i think a lot more people need to do that Mm -hmm. um because i mean yes we have the show where we have people come on and like ask us anything but you can't just go up to anybody on the street and be like, hey, what's being a gay person like? Yeah. Tell how, me how to be a better straight person. Right. Like, how do you have sex? You know, it's like yeah. you can't. Right. It's not their job. That. That's our platform, but yeah. it's not it's not anyone else's right. job to educate. You know, if you have you know, if you have queer friends and you're comfortable enough with them, then like personally, I don't mind when somebody asks me like what like my sex life is like or what that's about in fact i love that mm-hmm. um but not everybody's that way um zach and i just love talking about ourselves yeah so we totally. love that sure. that's <laughs> why not every- we have a podcast well, yeah, exactly. I was, that's the unifying that's it see we're <laughs> yeah. all we're all we're in this all together. Equal. Yeah. <laughs> but i think also too one big thing that you can do and i kind of i work with like i i write you know i'm in a writer's room all mm-hmm. day and for the longest time it was me and six white men, straight white men. Mm-hmm. Now, like, we finally have a person of color and another woman in there, which is great. But I constantly, you know, I felt like I was often, and these are quote-unquote woke guys. And there were still plenty of times where they would say something. And I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? And the other guy will be like, yeah, totally. I think one big thing you can do is if you feel a certain way about something, and you look around you, and the only other people who feel that same way as you look exactly, exactly like same. you. Yeah, you might want to do a little more work. You might mm-hmm. want to do a little more research because, you know, if you have an yeah. opinion and that opinion is only shared by other mm-hmm. white women, you know, uh, you might want to be like, all right, and and you know, the differing opinions are coming from people who look different than mm-hmm. you. And I think that's something even I like have to learn because I, you know, we come, we both come from a certain point of privilege also um and yeah i think it's just looking at and and, you know it's crazy too because i just learned what a um what a turf is yes are you familiar with turfs Mm -hmm. turfs is um what was the stamp something trans trans exclusionary exclusionary, trans exclusionary radical feminists oh okay and these are and it's there are there is like a subsect of lesbians that or just yeah, not just lesbians, but like not just women, lesbians but too. People who are feminists or claim right. to be, right? And, who and are trans exclusionary, mm-hmm. and I, I only say lesbians because I'm like, as a lesbian, how can you not be empathetic towards people who course, have also yeah. come across like you know, anyways, so much like just hardship and yeah, yeah, and you come across these women who are just so like, and I only say lesbians again because these are my people, so I'm like. 
what are you guys doing? You know, I can, and it's like, they're like, you know, I was kind of gotten to debate with this woman who was like, oh, lesbians are being erased. Like, I'm not a queer woman. I'm a lesbian, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, queer is just an umbrella term for women who are not straight. Like, what are you talking about? You don't have to use it. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to use it. But if someone, like, that's, it's just annoying. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, and then then also just, and as a woman too, we go through, I, I think I've said this before, but I feel like I've come across more discrimination as a woman than as a lesbian. And as a woman, you know what it's like to be, and I'm sure actually in your field, like in this nerd culture, there's a lot of misogyny in there. I'm sure you've come across that a lot. Um, so it's, you know, you've... What? The nerdy white boys are <laughs> mad about a comic? Uh, a lady in a comic? A whole, yeah, whole yeah. can of worms. And I think it's just being, I mean, it's all about empathy and um, just, yeah, to just try and be empathetic. I think, and again, I think people like you are not the people we're talking to. I think you're you're obviously yeah. like doing you seem to want to make sure you're doing the you know the right thing and and yeah, I think those are the two big things. Is the to, other the other thing is if somebody is is telling you something and and it's just listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think just be being open. Yeah. I, I try not to hunker down too much in any in any opinion I I have, I feel like because I, 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 my opinions have, have definitely changed. But because you're open to learning. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be wrong. Yeah. As long as you're open to, to learning and saying like, oh shit, that's, this I is why I was wrong about that. Your opinions only really change as long as if you're, if you're around you know, new people who are different from mm-hmm. you. If you're in you know, a writer's room that's filled with white guys or, you know, or not even a writer. Any, you know, any business, any like, thing. You know, you're, you're going to get stuck in this one box mm-hmm. and you're not gonna be able to see those other sides you know right right it's interesting how we're all um, because of social media and because of the internet we're all so stimulated with thoughts and experiences and different um indifference basically like mm-hmm. all the time yeah. and i can see how it could be for you know we use the term woke like sometimes jokingly but then sometimes not jokingly yeah. um and uh i could see how it is just so confusing for even sometimes the best intentioned person to understand how to uh, you know um in um refine their dialogue refine their words refine in and uh, open and accept and process Mm -hmm. and i've also totally seen somebody like who just actually doesn't know how to you know, get their question across in quite the right way. And then they are very generally trying to learn. And then people just like jump down their throat. Uh Mm -hmm. And that's not to say like, you know, they should not be an ally because, you know, oh no, a gay person was mean to me once. But like, sometimes that happens. They, they get really scared by a bunch of people saying like, you're homophobic, and then they end up going way too far and finding a chat room that's filled with a bunch of like incels yeah and then they're like, like going, no you're right yeah like, you're those right people were bad for jumping yeah, yeah for as many like like a variety of ideas you can find on the internet you can also find a spot where there's just people who only look like look like and sound like and think like you um mm-hmm. and that's how you know you it, get a lot of angry you know teenage boys on, mm-hmm. on it's really tricky because i heard um eric garcetti on a on a, at a rally or Pod Save America or something saying like he, and he was quoting somebody but he was talking about like we need to have space for people while they are getting like while they are waking 
on the way to getting woke. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. what's tough about that is obviously that, like, as we were saying earlier, shouldn't have to keep explaining this. Like, people's stories have been here for, for, for thousands of years. People have been ignored for so long. Like, no more patience. Yeah. It's frustrating. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, exactly what you just said, like, if there is the interest in learning and is the interest in evolving and processing, then, like... Yeah, it should I, be fostered in a way. It's yeah. hard. It's hard to remember because we were in such a like a scary time for like for a lot of people. Also, um, yes. But the pendulum does always swing in extremes, and ultimately, we are getting better. But change and progress is historically very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when it play like yeah, we just we want it right now, and we deserve we deserve, deserve it. it. We fucking deserve, you deserve it. it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, twenty five years yeah. ago, mm-hmm. fifty years ago. But we have a bunch of like stupid old people like just were pushing the brakes and die already yeah yeah well that too but but it it, like it doesn't that's not going to change unless you know they all just die or Mm -hmm. we you know engage them in a as best we can in a calm like Mm -hmm. understanding way also let's like burn the patriarchy down and get the let's sharpen our guillotines already honestly right like, uh, I'm ready. I'm over yeah. it. Let's go. Just to, just so we don't go too Fuck long, but just say one last thing. Like, <laughs> I totally, I totally understand. Like, you know, it, it's probably good to maybe engage people in a calm manner, but I also totally understand people who are angry. I like, to- and who re- and you deserve to respond be angry. in anger, and Absolutely. I respond both ways sometimes, yeah. depending on how I'm feeling. Because like some days I'm like, okay, I'm gonna really, really try to like get this, pr- but then also. You sometimes there's just a level of ignorance that doesn't care to learn, yep. and they don't. Subs- you can oh, yeah. apply logic all you want, but some people just don't subscribe to logic. Yeah. So it's like you can just all you can do is just get angry. And, oh yeah, you know? and that's fine. And that also both doesn't po- mean both right. are valid. Is totally what I'm valid. Saying. I also am not trying to say like you have to be nice to your oppressor and try and be like you know like oh it's just the difference of opinion and no, like no. you know don't go right on the right. like no I'm gonna explain to you why you're very and, wrong. And as the straight on the panel, I yeah. agree. I'm not saying yeah. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying. Be be nice to your no, professor right. by any means. Please right. give us rights. <laughs> but oh. I don't understand. <laughs> um, no, that was a fantastic question. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, because um, you know, some people might need maybe needed to hear that. But I yeah. think it's it's just like you know, in, in class when you know somebody would say, you know, if you have a question, somebody else probably has the same one. So might that's as well. true. I still never raise my hand because I didn't want to seem like an idiot. But thank, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no. For seeming like. Yeah, no, no. It was it's a very good question. It's no, that's a, very, a great question. I um That's not a dumb question. It's at all. not a dumb question. I think that's a fantastic question. People need to I, I don't know, anytime anybody's actively thinking how did can I do better, that's never bad. Exactly. Yeah. How can I improve and yeah. be a better ally? That's a, one of the best questions we've had. I know. Um, very thoughtful. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank today. you guys for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, you I had did, a good time. I had a great time. Yeah. I did want to read one thing. Great. Before we go, ready. Just to relate a little bit to, um, I just I just heard this quote, um, and I, it was from uh, you've seen the celluloid closet, have you? Oh yes, I yeah. have. Yes, sure, yeah. Um, it's great. I mean, it's still it's still pretty good. It's an older movie. I think it's like made in the nineties, but mm-hmm. still a great documentary um, for people who want to watch it. Um, but Harvey Firestein was in that. Um, they interviewed him, who's this great actor, mm. and he said this one thing that I really loved. Um, and I'm, I'm roughly translating. This is a rough quote. But he said, um, all the movies and reading uh, I saw was heterosexual. And I had to do this translation in my head, which is why when people say to me that my work is not really gay, it's universal. I say up yours. <laughs> it is gay. And you can take it and translate it. And that's very nice. 
But at last, I'm not the one who has to do the translating. You do. Yes. And I thought that was really cool because gay people, we've had to translate movies our whole lives. Oh, and yeah. it's sometimes nice to see gay stuff and where straight people have to <laughs> translate it. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for coming to talk to us. You're fantastic this was yes. lovely i had such a great time such where a pro can, where can people find you and your podcast you can find me on the internet at clark wolf clark with an e and wolf with an e <laughs> and uh, my podcast sending the wolf s-e-n-d-i-n-g because sometimes it sounds like send in uh, oh. uh but uh it's on it's on all the platforms it's on you know itunes and stitcher and google play music and uh, you can find it at clarkwolf.com it's not hard to find i'm not, I'm, I'm very out there so very easy to find <laughs> just, but yeah. just yell my name yeah. Yeah, and I'll show up. <laughs> I, I'm not. Actually, I, you just got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just howl at the wolf and, or howl at the moon and I'll be there. But thank you guys so much. This was really fun and I had a great time. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, no, we're so time. happy to have you. Um, we're glad, happy to be back. Yeah. Doing uh, yeah congratulations two. on season two. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, at, at the moment right now, we're still releasing season one. Uh, and it's been cool to hear back finally after doing this for so long. Yeah, you know? it's been really great. Yeah. Uh, we can be found, though, at Not Together Podcast on Instagram and Not Together Cast on Twitter. Yeah. And that's it, right? We haven't yeah. done one of these in so yeah, long. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, if you, uh, you know, if anything, uh, you know, rang with you or, you know, totally disagreed, please let us know. Either way, we love hearing from mm-hmm. you guys. Um, also, you if, can email us at nottogetherpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, um, we are going to try and feature a lot more queer people this season. Um, so to keep the kind of straight of the week going um, as a thing, we'd love to get some more questions from you guys on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, like uh, email us um, so that we can still do that yeah you'll be able to find us too oh we're relatively easy yeah Yeah. just say our name three times in a mirror (laughs) zach will pop up Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right guys um thanks again for listening again thanks to our guest clark wolf um and we will see you next time bye bye We're Not Together is a Reverie original podcast, executive produced by Aaliyah J. Daniels, LaShawn McGee, Chris Rodriguez, and Damian Pellicone. The show is hosted and produced by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique. show is edited by Josh Perkins, and our theme song was composed by Barry Anderson. Download the Reverie app now and use the code TOGETHER, Together. for 25% off your first three months. <laughs>